the marinade. There's no O in marinade. Let's try it one more time. Ready? One, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> the marinade. Marrow. Marrow. Marinade. Bone marinade. The marinade. The marinade. With Jason Earl. What's up, y'all? Jason's Journal. I'm back from covering Orange Blossom Review Festival in Lake Wales, Florida. This was the third year in a row that me and my dear friend Jen Ross have had the honor of attending the festival and capturing moments from it. If you're new to the marinade, uh, let me give you a little context. Maybe you went to Orange Blossom Review and then this came across your social media feed and you wanted to relive the weekend. I just want to say welcome. You probably could use a little bit of context. The marinade is a free-flowing conversation about the creative process with creative people. For our feature episodes, we welcome musicians, actors, comedians, authors, visual artists, filmmakers, anyone who creates art to talk about how and why we make stuff. The bulk of our work looks like me, Jason Earl, sitting down with an artist and talking about process. We're also fortunate to cover live creative events like this one. And I often write a reflection that we call Jason's Journal, and I post it on marinadepodcast.com along with photos from my dear friend and collaborator, the brilliant Jen Ross. So, you know, there's a lot to what we do. The, most of it is a feature episode that's a conversation, a one-on-one conversation. But this year, I also decided to do something a little bit different and deliver Jason's journal in podcast form. So this would typically be a written piece, but I thought, hey, let's try to bring you along for the ride in a little bit more personal way. So without further delay, day two, everybody, of Orange Blossom Review 2023. I got up, uh, I got up about 7 a.m., so my body doesn't really let me sleep much later than that. And I had this idea of this Jason's Journal podcast in my head. So I thought, all right, let's make it as sort of fresh as possible, right? What were my thoughts that I jotted in my notebook the night before? What was I feeling in the morning? So I went down to the media area and I took out my notebook. I always carry a little pocket notebook with me, usually field notes or moleskin or whatever I've got. And uh, I just went through my notes real quickly, and then I just sort of like off the top of my head gave some thoughts about uh, about the day, which is what I'm going to do here as well. And it was a really fun process because it allowed me to reflect on a beautiful day. I mean, day one of Orange Blossom Review, as it has been the previous two years, was just, I mean, pure bliss. It truly is an incredible festival, and I'm really grateful that we get to cover it every year. So after I recorded that, I was starving. I needed some coffee. Um, It's just like this foggy, beautiful morning, uh, light jacket weather, right on Lake Wales in central Florida. And so I found a burrito, breakfast burrito, and some coffee and sat kind of overlooking the lake and jotting a few other ideas in my notebook. And then just kind of went for a a walk, you know, just kind of clear my head. I've had a lot on my mind lately, which you'll hear more detail about in the uh, the episode with Caitlin Butts, which I'll talk about some more in a second as well. So I just thought, you know what, a walk around the lake would would do me a lot of good. So I did so and then kind of moseyed on back. And by that point, Jen was getting out of the tent, getting ready for the day. And we kind of sat and, you know, 
planned our day and thought about things and made our way over to the venue ultimately. The opener uh, on that day was Cat Ridgeway. Uh, we've known Cat a long time. She's absolutely wonderful. I mean, just a fantastic musician, great performer. And uh, she kind of, you know, we're from the Orlando area, Jen and I are. So Orlando is about an hour and some change from Lake Wales, where this festival takes place, Orange Blossom Review. And uh, and so, uh, you know, we, we're well versed in how good Cat is and that catch her if she's ever uh, in your area. So Cat opens up and, and this is one of those challenges that you have when you're covering a festival. I mean, this is true for what I'm about to say is true for someone attending a festival too, uh, especially if there's scheduling conflicts, which there aren't at, at Orange Blossom Review. It's just, there's only one act at a time playing. So that's one of the beauties of it is you don't have to make decisions about where you're going to be. There's just one act on the main stage and they're always amazing. So in this case, one of the challenges though, when you're covering a festival like this is you can't do it all, right? So I want to make sure that I'm, I'm, uh, catching as much of the music as possible, but at the same time, I've got work to do. I have people to interview. I have things to write about. Plus, you got to eat. <laughs> you know, you got to recharge. You got to take a break. Those kinds of things. So, I caught the first part of Cat Set, and then I just sort of sat backstage in the media area and uh, listened while I was researching because I had lined up two interviews: one with Caitlin Butts, and then one uh, potentially with Brent Cobb, which I'll say more about in a minute. So Kat absolutely was fantastic, as she always is, brought the crowd in and, and made no doubt made some new fans as well. As soon as she was done, Caitlin Butts was coming on. So I was going to uh, interview, I am going to interview, I did interview Caitlin Butts later in the day. So uh, I needed to make sure I caught her, her set. Um, and plus, I was excited to see her. If you haven't listened to her latest record, y'all, it's called What Else Can She Do? It's a stunning work of art, and I highly recommend that you, as soon as this is over, go listen to that record. Her live show also is unbelievable. I mean, she has this mix of humor and heaviness that she's able to balance so beautifully. Uh, she and her band came out in spacesuits. <laughs> So she was wearing a pink space suit. She did this thing, and I, I don't want to go into too much detail about her set because I went into a lot of detail when I got to interview her later in the day. But there are a couple moments I didn't mention in the, in the interview that I, uh, I want to mention now because I think it illustrates just how great she is at being someone who can flat write circles around most people. I mean, she's an incredible songwriter, but then also somebody who is able to and, and is very professional, right? but also somebody who's uh, allows her personality to shine. And so there's this moment where she was like, all right, I'm going to play you a love song. This is your only chance. <laughs> I don't have a lot of love songs for you. So I'm going to play you a love song. So turn to somebody next to you and give them a hug. All right, it's Redneck Church up here in here, everybody. <laughs> She's like, fellas, I'm doing you a favor. You can thank me in the morning. Go ahead and dance with that lady. It was just really fun and and she was able to balance like some of the really heavy songs. It won't always be that way as one of them. Uh, We're all going to die one day as one of those songs that's really heavy, but also juxtaposed with like uh, an uh, upbeat music that kind of masks how intense uh, the subject matter is at the end of, of her set. 
she was introducing the band and she was introducing her guitar player and she goes and the man who looks like Blake Shelton oh shit I mean Blake Griffin mixed with Pete Davidson and I mean I can't tell you the last time I laughed that hard because this dude looks like Blake Griffin mixed with Pete Davidson uh, and we talked a little bit about more about that on uh, on the episode. Apparently, her band is just a bunch of sweethearts and and great guys, and they are f- so fucking good, y'all. I mean, so catch Caitlin uh, if she's anywhere near you, and make sure you listen to our our episode. It's silly and it's uh, it's heavy and it's f- just fun. It's one of the most fun episodes I've I've made of the Marinade. Well, she was followed by this lineup is ridiculous, y'all. She was followed by Mike and the Moon Pies. One of my becoming one of my favorite live bands. I've only seen them twice now, and unfortunately, I haven't been able to catch their entire set either time, uh, just with scheduling conflicts and me interviewing people and doing other things. So I had to leave their set a little bit early so that I could catch up with Caitlin, which was well worth it. I got to catch a lot of Mike's set. Uh, those guys are great dudes and incredible players, and they're so fun live. I mean, Mike has such a charisma. They all do. They're all really charismatic and great players and with great songs. Uh, if you haven't listened to my conversation with Mike Harmeyer of Mike and the Moon Pies, go back and find that episode. I Just trust me. There's a story in there. Um, it was a lot of fun, but also Mike almost killed me. <laughs> He didn't mean to, but, uh, <laughs> don't press charges anybody, but it was, uh, it was just like something that I'll, 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 I'll never forget that moment where I interviewed Mike and it's a great conversation too. So a little plug for my conversation with Mike Harmeyer as well. And so toward the end of his set, I caught up with Caitlin Butts, um, man, I, what to say about her without giving away too much from the episode, um, you know, so a little window into the logistics of stuff like this. You're at a festival and it's always, I love catching up with artists at festivals because it leads to really personal conversations. There's something about sort of the vibe of a festival and uh, the family aspect of a festival that lends itself to sort of people opening up quite a bit. The problem with a festival is it's loud there's usually not a good place to go and talk. So she volunteered her car, which was perfect. We just sat in the front seat of her car and uh, and I got to interview her. It was personal. It was silly. It was maybe the most fun I've had recording an episode of The Marinade, y'all. Like, I, I was into K- Caitlin's music before. Um, now I'm like a diehard fan. You don't want to miss that one. I'm going to try to get it turned around just in a couple of days. In fact, my birthday is Wednesday the 6th, and I'm, uh, I'm hoping to get this interview um, edited and up by my birthday. It would be a heck of a way to celebrate. But, y'all, it's just it was so cool. Mike and the uh, Moon Pies are, are finishing up their set in the background, and then uh, just sort of blend that blended into the house music, which you could probably faintly hear in our conversation. Um, but we're just sitting there. It's one of those. This is another one that I think I'll always remember. We're just sitting in the front seat of her car and just talking about everything. I mean, talking about relationships and talking about family and music and writing and process. Just. Everything that I wanted from the marinade when I started this thing happened in my conversation with Caitlin. Well, the day is not over. Brent Cobb's up next. 
and Brent and I were kind of scheduled. Like it, it's tough. That's another tough thing about interviewing people at festivals is that schedules shift. And sometimes, you know, the bus breaks down and then they're late or sometimes, you know, somebody gets a flat tire or traffic's bad. And so they don't get there at the time they expected that kind of thing. Well, I don't know exactly what happened, but their scheduling just didn't really totally work out. So we weren't able to catch up on site, but we are planning to record a zoom. If you don't know Brent's music, y'all, he's got a hell of a story. Um, he's been doing this for a long time and, uh, you know, he was a music row songwriter, wrote, wrote songs for big names. In fact, there was a really funny moment when he was being introduced uh, on stage. And so the the person introducing him mentioned that he wrote, he wrote a hit song for Luke Bryan, the kind of mega country star, like bro country star. And the whole place booed. <laughs> like they all, they all love Brent, you know, but uh, the whole place booed. Just an audience that wasn't, that is not sympathetic to sort of shitty bro country on the radio, um, but that loves Brent Cobb because his own songs and, and his own playing, he's just a hell of a storyteller in the Southern tradition. Like that, that self-deprecating with an underlying confidence thing that a Southern man has, he's got that in spades and he put on a hell of a rock show he played one of my favorite songs of his when country came back to town which is on his new record southern star that i highly recommend and that song is about this sort of movement that i've been talking about for years now that i believe truly started with jason isbel southeastern i've said plenty about that so i'm not going to go into detail about it right now but what he does is he kind of like he lists a bunch of names of people who are making independent country, uh, country and country adjacent music um, that's really, really good and that they are actually commercially viable as independent acts. And he says, and I've, I've read where he said this before on stage, he said, people say I'm name dropping and that ain't entirely unfair. <laughs> but then he goes on to say, but everyone I name is my actual friend. So like you see what I'm saying in that sort of that way that he's self-deprecating, but he also, you know, understands that, Hey, he's pretty damn good at this. Um, I love the sentiment of that song. You know, he, he made a kind of call back to that same joke later where he played a song that he said, people have, uh, have, uh, you know, accused him of ripping off the musician Everlast. And, uh, and then he told a story about how he, he said he slid into Everlast DMs and, you know, explain the whole situation and said, in conclusion, sir, please don't sue me. He was just like that funny way of kind of, you know, real unassumingly telling stories and delivering punchlines. Um, incredible set. Rock show, right? So like if you listen to his records, I, they're pretty damn country, most of them. And I, I would argue they are. And But this this was a this was a rock show and a killer rock show. His band's great. Um, he had the crowd, everybody was fired up. It was just so much fun and the energy there, right? Orange Blossom Reviews always like this. The energy is so positive and just such a beautiful place. And then after him, we had a little break and then JJ Gray and Mofro came out and played. I've said a lot about JJ and Mofro. Um, I've had his former guitar player, Daryl Hance on the show. This band has been a huge part of my life for most of my adulthood and it has been wild to see the rise of the band. I first saw them with the Jacksonville Symphony Orchestra in 2004. There's a Marinade Moments series that you can find on your podcast feeder if you just Google Marinade Moments, JJ Gray, and Mofro. 
uh, it'll pop up for you. And then I used to see them play for years. I would see them play for just a couple hundred people at places like the Freebird Cafe in Jack's Beach, Jacksonville, Florida Beach, Jacksonville Beach, Florida, excuse me, or Common Grounds in Gainesville, Florida, that has been named a bunch of different things, the covered dish and all kinds of different uh, iterations, but but pretty small rooms, you know? And so it's really fun to to now, 20 plus years later, 20-ish years later, be able to see them command this huge crowd. I mean, people had traveled all from all over the country. The people There was a person in front of me from Michigan and another person in front of me from uh, New York who had traveled down to see JJ. And especially given how specific his music is to the South and to Florida, um, for it to resonate with people from, from all over like that and to see how much... Uh, his music means to so many people, uh, and the, and the rise of this band was really fun. It was really fun. Um, and once again, as I mentioned on day one, you know, I'm busy, I'm working, but I'm also, I also get a chance to catch up with friends, friends from Tampa, uh, some friends from Orlando who I do get to see fairly often drove down, um, got to see people from all over and, and fellowship. It's, it's a great vibe, a great lineup. And I can't say enough about Orange Blossom Review, y'all. I hope you enjoyed this. Follow the marinade on all social so you don't miss coverage like this. And also we have Jen Ross's beautiful photography on the way. Some of that stuff's already up on Instagram. We were covering it all weekend. So if you got to, if you followed us, you could see those throughout the weekend. And I'll, I'll post some more in the coming days and weeks. You're not going to want to miss my conversation with Kaylin Butts, y'all. Um, Make sure you subscribe on your podcast app so you don't miss my conversation with Caitlin. Tell a friend about the show. If you really like what we're doing and can swing it, consider joining our Patreon community. Just a few bucks a month, you can gain access to Patreon-exclusive content like our show, What We're Getting Down On, where me and my dear friend Peter Haroldson get together to talk about the art that has us inspired at the moment. Uh, Above all, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, go out and create something. Cheers, y'all.